It is Money Talk. It is 20 to 9. This is James Ross with you till 9 o'clock. Well, taking a look at your money, uh, Caroline Wright is joined now by financial educator and wealth management professional Bruno Lee to discuss the importance of getting to grips with the latest financial technology. Uh, good morning, Caroline. Good morning. In your money, we recently talked about how difficult adapting to new financial technology can be for your older relatives. But it's not just older people who may be struggling. I'm joined now by Bruno Lee. He's got 30 years of experience as a wealth manager, served on many professional panels and committees in the financial sector, and he now lectures at Chinese University. So he's most definitely an expert in the field. Thank you for joining me today, Bruno. Hi, Caroline. Great to be able to speak to you. So I'd like to talk about financial literacy issues and particularly the ones that those who struggle to learn new technology face. Like, mm. What are the kind of problems that, that, that people can have? Okay, so uh, when we talk about financial literacy, it's um, basically uh, composed of three different uh, areas. One is knowledge, one is attitude, and one is behavior. So uh, in relations to the new technology or people uh, who might be struggling with technology, um, I think, first of all, you know, kind of uh, they will uh, affect their ability to uh, access to information um, because technology is a really useful tool um, to access lots of different uh, information. Um, historically, when we look at the um, people who are using uh, the financial uh services. Uh, there are two segments. One's uh, what we call self-directed customer. So they are comfortable uh, to make their own decision. They um, they rely on them, themselves to access information. So probably this group uh, will be more adapted to the technology and help themselves uh, to access this information and make their own decision. However, those who are struggling a little bit more are those advice seeker. So maybe um, historically, you know, maybe uh, they maybe uh, they a little bit uh, elderly people, um, who maybe uh, they underprivileged uh, segment of the you know kind of a society, um, and and sometimes uh, maybe even for people who um, you know a little bit more um, educated, uh, but they have um, you know they don't have enough time, so it's time poor, so they may also uh, rely on seeking uh, some professional advice uh, as well, even though they have access to the information. Uh, but the information um, people uh, often kind of uh, struggle with is number one, information overflow. Um, you know, uh, even people know technology and they access the information, but um, need to be very careful with uh, the information that you can get. Uh, the second is, uh, I think, um, even if you have uh, access to the, the technology, uh, people still need to uh, have the right attitude uh, and have the right behavior in terms of managing their hard-earned, you know, kind of saving. I think that's fascinating that you brought up that idea of information overload because a lot of us who are so used to using the internet now, yeah, you, you put in a quick search term and you can get thousands and thousands and thousands of results and how yeah. do you sift through that and find what you need to know if you aren't going to say you know an old-fashioned bank to to speak to someone in person yeah i think i think um people really need to differentiate um you know the and and maybe uh, do a little bit more uh cross-reference 
in terms of the information that they can get from uh, the internet or the through the technology, particularly the hot topic about chat uh, GPT. Uh, um, people, you know, uh, may be trying it out and say, you know, what should I do? What should I invest in right now? And trying to get some answer out of that, right? So I think it is very important that people, uh, although it's much more accessible to information, but as we have um, seen or hear uh, maybe the year before uh, about uh, the rise of the social investing, uh, sometimes um, you know people who uh, cannot differentiate between you know kind of a serious investing versus gamification. So sometimes uh, because they, they can access the information, uh, maybe they even chat about that in a chat box, uh, maybe with people whom they know or they don't know. Um, and then they get some so-called investment tips or financial planning ideas. Uh, so it is really important for people to really um, try to you know develop uh, the uh, ability to screen the information that they can access uh, through the readily available um, you know, kind of internet. So to me, as a journalist, it kind of sounds almost like how I would research a story for myself, that I would look to at least a couple of different reliable sources before I would trust that the information I am seeing is correct. And it's kind of applying exactly. that sort of technique. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do need to, you know, kind of verify the source rather than relying on um, whatever you get from Internet uh, or, you know, YouTube. You, you, you think this is uh, right or, uh, you know, something uh, suitable for you. I think this is really important. So how easy is it for people to sort of change these uh, behaviours almost? So, you know, you're so used to using social media and trusting chat. What, what do people mm. need to think about more carefully? Um, I think what uh, people uh, would need to think more carefully is based on the uh, some of the behaviour, um, uh, according to some of the research uh, that I've uh, seen, um, people who tend to use the mobile apps or the online uh, for more transactional, you know, kind of um, activity uh, within the wealth management uh, or personal finance. Um, and uh, there are pros and cons, right? So obviously, um, you know, using mobile apps or online is uh, very accessible. Um, you know, you don't need to travel, uh, particularly during COVID uh, time last year, uh, to the branch um, and then to meet with somebody. Uh, so it's very uh, easy for people to get online and then try to uh, do a transaction. Uh, buying a stock or buying a mutual fund or buying insurance nowadays. But the behavior tends to be more on uh, transactional behavior, like uh, stock investment uh, or just bank transfer. People tend to use it more often. Uh, but people are less, uh, less so using the uh, mobile or online tool uh, to do financial planning or to do a longer term, you know, kind of a maybe uh, insurance uh, or financial planning type of thing. So I think, I think it is important that people, uh, balance between, um, the short term transactional activity using the technology. Um, yet they still need to, you know, pull themselves back and then try to maybe uh, also use the, some of the technology uh, available tool to help them to understand a little bit more about their longer term financial goal. Um, and to set the, the appropriate strategy 
in terms of how to allocate uh, the money, how uh, much they need to save, uh, what kind of tools is suitable for them before they actually use the technology to just execute uh, on the transaction. There's a fascinating point you brought up there, and it's something I've heard a fair few times recently, that the pandemic changed a lot of people's behaviours and actually did drive them towards learning to use more digital tools because, you know, the bank wasn't necessarily open. Now, how can people sort of support one another through this learning process? You know, should uh, younger members of the family be helping older members of the family and going, hey, you know, look at this. This is how I do it. Maybe you should give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think certainly, you know, kind of um, it will be a two-way uh, communication. Uh, the uh, younger generation obviously uh, will be early adopter to the technology and they feel much more comfortable to use this tool. Um, and certainly they can uh, share their experience or even, you know, kind of a handheld uh, their parents or elderly uh, to try to get uh, used to this kind of new technology to help them. Uh, maybe first starting with monitoring their their, their position or their the wealth uh, in the account or in the you know security account uh, rather than transacting because um, uh, quite often uh, you know these two uh, for the new user um, they are worried about you know kind of the so-called fat finger you know kind of pr pressing the wrong button and you know placing the wrong order uh, adding an extra zero in in, in a, a transaction right yeah. so but uh, to to just monitor is uh, less you know kind of risky uh, but that also gives them the opportunity to get used to using this very convenient technology to uh, to to look at you know how much money they got uh, you know uh, whether they have make any money or uh, the 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 position have lose some money they need to rebalance or talk to somebody so i think um you know the, the, the transition is the younger generation or the early adopter can help their parents or people who uh, you know kind of not adopting as fast um, to use it uh, for monitoring uh, and then uh, they may you know kind of use a hybrid mode so after they monitor they still may be prefer to talk to somebody particularly with uh, some serious sum of money uh, but eventually, you know, after a while, uh, then they may uh, adopt to, you know, the new uh, technology and feel more comfortable to use that. But on the other hand, um, on a two-way communication, uh, as I mentioned, the younger generation tends not to, um, you know, kind of plan ahead or, or have more longer-term strategy. So I think the, uh, the, the um, older generation um, maybe uh, less, um, you know, using the technology can use that opportunity to share their experience uh, with the younger generation as well uh, to help them uh, to also balance between uh, the tactical transactional kind of activity versus planning. Love it. Love it. The, the idea of it being very much a two-way street is fascinating. Thank you so much for joining me today, Bruno Lee. And thank you, Karen.